Hey, it's the Shadow Shaman, and I'm going to be bringing you weekly episodes on shadow work. We're going to be exploring how to do shadow work while working through a topic each week together. There is too much vague information out there and circulating myths that I'm going to help clear up these and we're going to get detailed with it. So join me each week. If you're like me, I'm not tech savvy and too much frills and overly complicated methods is just not my thing, which is why I chose Anchor for my podcast. I wanted a simple and easy way to record and share the messages that spirit has placed in my heart. Anchor is free and it has been one of the most organized platforms that I've ever seen. Have a podcast idea? Want to find great podcasts to listen to? Then use Anchor. Hey, you guys, it's the Shadow Shaman, and today we're going to talk about intuition. I ask for you to bear with me. I have a new microphone recording system that is being mailed to me, and I'm really excited to work with it. So I promise the podcast will be getting a little bit smoother as far as the sound. So intuition is incredibly important for shadow work. And the reason why is because so often our ego kind of takes the front seat, okay? And ego can really distort things and even make things difficult when it could have been so much simpler. And so we want to approach shadow work with allowing our intuition to kind of be the leader and let it be the guide. And it's going to work hand in hand with your emotions. Your intuition is literally like a compass, okay? What is amazing about being human is that our creator or source, whatever you believe in, has put within us a compass that can literally point us to the right direction. It can protect us and it can definitely give us a wisdom that otherwise would not be found. Even though it helps sometimes to read books or to work with coaches or to even listen to podcasts, for help, just keep in mind that the intuition is actually your most credible source for you. Because often when people share things in a book or even this podcast, this is their perception, okay? This is basically like their opinion. And everything you hear, you want to bounce it back against your own intuition to see if it sounds or feels right to you before just automatically accepting it as something that's true and real for you. So that kind of leads us to a question that I get often. How can you grow your intuition or feel confident that you can tell the difference between intuition talking and say ego? There's a couple of things that I recommend. If you feel like your intuition is not very solid, I encourage you to play the memory game. When we were young, we might've played the memory game. I actually really liked it as a kid. And it's like these little squares and there's a picture and you put them all face down and you try to find the matches. And I always encourage people, instead of just picking a random square to ask your intuition, where is the match to this picture? If you have been working with intuition for a while, but you just want to strengthen it, 
then kind of a harder challenge is put your hands around an object and really focus on the way that object feels. Focus on the energy of it, any sensations that you feel when you hold it, any thoughts that come when you hold it. And then without moving, have a family member or a friend come and take the object and hide it from you in a totally different room. Okay, you're not going to peek, you're going to keep your eyes shut, and you're not going to move. And they're going to hide it and come back and say, okay, it's done. And then you are going to ask your intuition, where did they hide that object? So that is kind of a higher challenge for people who've already started this work. If you're a beginner with working with intuition, as far as trying to strengthen it, I probably wouldn't skip to that one just yet. And the memory game would probably be a little bit easier. But the reason why intuition is incredibly important is that it has the ability to protect us, okay? And it has the ability to really show us what it is we actually need to heal over a certain issue. I always encourage people, when you hear your intuition tell you something, to not automatically discredit it or doubt it. So often what happens is the reason why people end up becoming very confused with their intuition or feel like their intuition is really weak is because at some point in your life, your intuition told you something that you did not want to face. Like maybe it's something you just did not want to do. Maybe it was something that you didn't want to believe is true. And so it becomes easier for somebody to just doubt that voice and even argue with it like, surely that's not true. I bet I'm just overthinking, overreacting. I'm sure that's not really how it is. And, you know, it just becomes easier to say these doubts to ourselves so that we can kind of ignore what intuition said. I know for me, that was what had gotten myself all confused Years back, I was in a place of such confusion because everything my intuition was telling me about a particular circumstance that I was in was so difficult for me to face that I really had begun to argue it. And for me, that is how I ended up looping around back on a journey of, okay, how do I get my intuition back? Because for me, My intuition is so important for my sense of identity and my sense of security. I really rely on it and it always steers me in a direction that is very beneficial. Now, some people say, Leslie, I followed my intuition once and I did what it said and it ended up being a disaster. It just felt like I had to have been really wrong because why would my intuition have led me to this certain person or to do this certain thing and then it ended up being a disaster? Here's my answer to that. If you have done work to understand the difference between the voice of intuition and the voice of ego and your intuition leads you to something that does not work out in your favor, please know that there is a much bigger picture to that. Okay. And here's an example. Sometimes there are certain lessons that we basically had signed up to go through this experience, to learn this lesson in this lifetime. 
And sometimes our intuition has to lead us to that lesson to help us learn it quicker so that it doesn't become a bigger issue down the road. For an example, it might be easier for me to learn a lesson while I'm in my 20s, okay? So that when I'm in my 40s, I'm not just then facing the lesson and maybe my circumstances around me when I'm 40 would be so much more difficult for me to have to learn that lesson than if I was still in my 20s. An example of that is like, let's say you're an empath with a narcissist, okay? And let's say you haven't actually gotten married or have had kids with this narcissist, okay? It would be better to learn the lesson that is available between a narcissist and an empath relationship while you're in your 20s so that when you finally break free from that, you still have time to go meet somebody who is absolutely amazing and supportive and be able to have children with that person. And that's going to be easier than, say, the person who's already in their 40s. They're with a narcissist and now they got children. It's going to be so much more difficult for this person as far as now they got to face things like, well, what about my children? What am I going to do financially? Because I have to provide. You see, it's a lot bigger scenario at that point because you've got other people involved. So that's an example about sometimes intuition brings us to a lesson so that later we don't have to face it, okay? And lessons will repeat. If we do not learn the lesson and grasp that, we will keep circulating through the same type of scenarios until we actually get the lesson down. Another thing that can happen is, okay, this is a true story, you guys. I followed my intuition and it led me to taking on this rent house and taking on this job that I had been offered and was really telling me that it wanted me to dig even deeper into my healing and shadow work, despite the work that I had already done. We are never done healing, by the way, and we're never done growing. So if there's ever any type of spiritual leader out there or teacher who acts like there's nothing left for them to learn because they've mastered everything, I run. <laughs> That's like a red flag to me. We are always in a state of evolving. And so I start really digging into even deeper healing work and deeper shadow work. And I had just had my baby. I have an almost three-year-old right now, and she was a newborn. And all of a sudden, my rent house floods. I lose my job. And now my car is completely breaking down. And I remember being so frustrated because I felt like intuition had really led me to this. And now everything was complete chaos. Not sure if any of you can relate to this, but I ended up finding myself moving my entire household into a one small bedroom of a relative's home. And I remember feeling like such a failure because now I had this infant child and I had spent so much time on making like the perfect nursery room back at the rental house that I flooded. So I remember thinking to myself, I just don't understand how this happened when I'm supposedly doing something that was good and that was seemingly meant for me. But I realized that it was not going to do me any good if I let myself just stay in a place of negativity. So I sat down one day 
And I was like, okay, Leslie, we have got to come to a place of feeling peace about what's happening right now. You understand that chaos is just a short moment of time of transformation. That's why there's a saying, trust the chaos. It is basically like this whirlwind kind of activity going on that's all about helping make changes to better you, okay? So even if you can't see the light at the tunnel and everything looks all crazy, just know that even chaos has a purpose. Within two months later, I got offered a job for double the pay. I got offered a rent house that was twice the size and half the rent. And then I got offered a car for $250 that the owner said wasn't running. And if we could fix it, then we could have it for $250. And it literally just needed spark plugs and a coil. And it started. And it runs great. has leather interior. And that is just an example of how chaos has a way of working itself out for something better. And the reason why this happens, you guys, is that if you are not changing on your own, then the world, the universe has to create changes for you. So the more you work within and make the changes you need, the less the universe has to throw stuff at you to help force the change. And this also shows up like, have you ever been on Facebook or maybe Instagram? And there's like this meme that passes around where Jesus is holding the big teddy bear behind his back and the little girl is holding a little teddy bear behind her back. And she doesn't want to give up the teddy bear because she knows the teddy bear. She has faith in this teddy bear. It's her comfort zone. And she can't see the big bear that Jesus is holding behind him. And he's basically saying, you know, give up your bear and trust me, I have something better for you. Well, it's kind of like the scenario, okay? We naturally don't want to let go of stuff. For me, I didn't want to let go of this life that I had created and this was my comfort zone. So sometimes things are forced upon us to help us let go because the universe has something so much better and so much bigger in store. And the universe is always working for you, okay? It's always working to benefit you. And we just have to be at a place where we're going to allow ourselves to see that and to really open our eyes to all of the opportunities that are constantly being placed right in front of us. So this comes to perspective is everything. What type of perspective do you have? When chaos is happening and things seem crazy, what kind of perspective do you have? Because whatever perspective you have, ego is going to try and make sure that you are right which means that it is going to look for evidence to validate the perspective you have. And what is so amazing about this is at any point in time, we can choose to have a completely different perspective. Here in a little bit, we're going to have a guest and she is going to do shadow work with me. I'm going to help kind of guide her and ask her certain questions as she shares her personal experience, and we work on the topic of intuition. And this is so that you can see firsthand what shadow work can look like. A lot of people ask me, what exactly is shadow work? I hear about it. 
I've read about it, but I still just don't get it. And so that is why on the end of every single episode, I will always either have a guest who has amazing insight and wisdom to share with you, or I'm going to have a guest that is coming on so that I can do shadow work with them for you guys to be able to experience and see. And I always invite you that if you can resonate with the topic of the lesson and it's something that you also struggle with, to do the exercises with us from where you are. And I also want to let you guys know that if you want to contact me to be on the show or if you have questions over any of the podcast, you can always message me. I am on social media. I have a Facebook group and I invite you to join. It's called Shadow Work Enlightenment. And it's an amazing group full of very supportive and encouraging people. And we do a lot of journal props and shadow work within this group. Or you can email me at thelighthousekeeper11 at gmail.com. And the 11 is going to be the actual numbers, not the word. So I know that this is not as in-depth as we could definitely go with intuition, but I am going to go ahead and prepare for my guests to come on and just know that one of the episodes coming up, we will take the topic of intuition and dig even deeper. A new episode is going to be released on every Friday each week. All right, let me go get our guest. Okay, guys, we have Sarah here, and she's going to ask a question about intuition. Hi, I'm wanting to learn how do I differentiate between my intuition or just me forcing something that I want to be the answer. I, I feel like I struggle trusting what is my intuition. Would you say that it's possible that at times you felt like your intuition was telling you something that you did not want to accept as true or face that answer? Yes. And then I try to come up with the answer I want. And then I start doubting and, and it makes it hard to make a solid decision and stick with it. Would you say that you feel like you can be very hard on yourself or put a lot of pressure or maybe even just have high standards that you always try to hold yourself to? Yes, I do. And I feel like I overthink everything. One of the things that kind of comes to mind with this is sometimes when we come from a place of having high standards and putting a lot of pressure on ourselves, then instead of letting intuition speak, we try to instantly go to the most logical answer in our mind because we want to feel like we're right. Uh, I can see that, yes. Has there been a time that you can think of where you followed your intuition and you felt like it turned out to be a disaster or chaos? Yes, I feel like there's been times I felt like I was following my intuition and then it didn't turn out as I thought it would. And so then I started wondering, well, did I follow my intuition or did I just force what I wanted to have happen? And so therefore, I didn't follow my intuition and so it didn't work out. Can you give me an example of when you followed your intuition and it didn't work out for you? I don't know. I Sometimes I'll I'll have a decision to make and I can either go one way or the other. And so... I'm afraid if I go this way that there'll be consequences, but if I go the other way, I'll miss the opportunity. So I'm not sure if that's intuition, but I feel like I'll, I'll choose one and then it's wrong. And then it's, I feel like, did I have a faulty intuition or did I not follow my intuition? 
So one thing that I really encourage people is for me personally, I don't believe in a faulty intuition, but I understand where that comes from. I always encourage people, if our intuition takes us to something that didn't work out, there's normally some type of lesson or there was something that spirit needed to change about our lives and knew that we were not going to make the changes ourselves. And so he kind of leads us to a situation where that change is kind of forced upon us. For an example, I took a job once that I hated, but I felt that I was supposed to go there and I thought I was going to like it. And once I got there, some time passed and I ended up losing that job. And I remember thinking to myself, I ended up not liking it and I ended up losing it. So what was the point? Only to find out that an even better job was in the works for me. And had I not taken the first job that I hated first, I would have not been open to the opportunity because when it was offered, I was then unemployed. So always kind of encouraged to look back at the times where you feel like intuition led you wrong and see if you can see how it actually could have been beneficial to you. Almost like had this not happened, I would not have got here. Then I wouldn't have met these people. And then this wouldn't happen. Kind of like a trail like that, you know? Yes, that's true in my life. There's been times that I went through the process of making a decision and then I doubted my intuition and things didn't work out like I wanted. So again, I doubted. But then in the long run, it was actually better for me. So maybe I did follow my intuition. I just don't know how to process that. I think sometimes we get attached to the outcome. We come up with this scenario in our head of what we feel like it's supposed to look like. I think that's sometimes why we can be disappointed when things unfold in a totally different way. Another thing that I encourage is start out with asking a very simple question. And even if it seems silly, it's to kind of show that when you don't put too much pressure on something, how quick you can naturally come up with an answer. So like right now, Sarah, does having ice cream sound good for you right now? No. You don't feel like an appetite to like, let's go get ice cream right now. Did you see how easy it was just for you to be like, no? Yeah, I didn't feel like I had to really think too much about it. So I know when we get to big decisions about family and finances and huge career moves or even moving our household, it's not so simple. It's such a big decision. There's so much there. But when we start out with the little stuff and really just start practicing with that and seeing how it feels to just give that instinctive answer and kind of get used to that flow, then we're able to really work ourselves up to the bigger stuff. And so what is one thing that you feel like you could do this week to honor working on your intuition or growing it? Maybe if I take some of the big decisions that I'm facing and break it down into smaller pieces, maybe if I just think of maybe a simpler part of it and then make a decision or just go with my what I feel like is my intuition and be satisfied and then move to the next one. Would that help? No, I think that's a great start. And I would love to hear about how that goes for you. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. And if you have any more questions and you want to dig through this deeper or give me feedback of the exercise you've chosen, then I invite you to do so. And you can email me at thelighthousekeeper11 at gmail.com, or you can find me at Shadow Work Enlightenment on Facebook. Thank you so much. So you guys, that was just a kind of a short example of how shadow work can look. Um, you can do that with somebody else. 
um, who can just ask you self-reflecting questions, or you can take that and make it an internal dialogue. Um, there will be some episodes where we will go a little bit deeper, um, but today I just wanted to do kind of a shorter version for my first episode. And I invite you to stay tuned because our second episode is going to be about the narcissist and empath relationship and how you can do shadow work with that. And that's going to be a very exciting topic as I feel like there is a lot of people um, that I personally have met who has really dealt with the narcissist empath relationship. And the upcoming third episode, we're really going to explore feelings of abandonment and how to do shadow work with that and how you can transmute that to something that instead of it feeling so heavy and weak and fearful, you can start feeling empowered and have a little bit more of a sense of direction of how to channel it so that you can overcome it in a way that is very beneficial for you. So I am very excited um, that you guys joined me today and I will see you on our next episode. Thank you.